0: Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vera. Beauty in the Vlog is an online community and podcast dedicated to supporting YouTube content creators in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We go behind the scenes in the world of video creating through YouTuber interviews, strategy sessions, and in depth discussions pertaining to all things YouTube. To get the most out of Beauty in the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group and check out our BeautyInTheVlog.com website for show notes and more. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another episode for you. And I'm really excited about this episode. It's something a little bit different. I've gotten so much feedback from you guys that you want to have more people on the show that are in the industry, but that can share different aspects of the industry, not just uh, YouTubers, but just different people that can help you grow your YouTube channel. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm bringing on an expert on Pinterest. So Pinterest has been a question that's come up time and time again in the Facebook group. If you're not part of the Beauty and the Vlog Facebook group, you've got to join. It's free. And there's so much fun stuff that goes on in there and lots of support and all that stuff. But it's something that comes up in my Facebook group, also in my mastermind. And Pinterest seems to be like one of those platforms that people know about and they use in their daily life. But I think when it comes to YouTube and increasing traffic to their channel, they have no clue how to use it. So I brought on. Pinterest expert Summer Tanhauser. And so Summer teaches online entrepreneurs and bloggers how to increase their audience, influence and revenue through the power of Pinterest. She believes in working smarter, not harder by utilizing the powerful combination of Pinterest and blogging strategy to grow your email list, increase traffic and ultimately create more revenue for your business. Now, Summer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much Erica. I'm I'm
1: so excited to be talking with your audience here.
0: I know. I think you're going to just have so much information that's we've never had on this podcast before. So I'm really excited for that.
1: Yes. This is going to be great. Like you said, completely different, maybe a new strategy yeah. that they've never tried before and something they can really, you know, start to see results with.
0: Exactly. And that's that's kind of what I want to do by bringing this to light to to my audience, because I know they're always looking for ways to increase traffic to their channels, find different ways, maybe creative ways, different ways. And I feel like me personally, I feel like Pinterest is one of those untapped resources for the YouTube community, especially.
1: Right, and it's one of those things that once you set it up strategically and kind of get everything in place, it really does not need to take up you know your whole week or your whole marketing time that you devote to that. Um It's really something you can get running and it almost runs in the background for you, so that's the one of the things that I love the most about it personally,
0: yeah, so me too so to to give you guys kind of a little background, I got introduced to summer because. I don't even know how I originally got introduced to you. I think maybe it was like another podcast or blog that I read or something about Pinterest or something. And then Summer has a, has a class that she sells. So I had heard like some really incredible stories from blogs that grew like incredible amounts of traffic to their blogs via Pinterest and how it's kind of one of those things that you like set and forget. And for me, being so busy all the time doing a million different things, set and forget is like music to my ear. So I'm like, if I can figure out a system where I spent a little bit of time to set it up, I'm all down, like teach me. So I signed up for your class and I, and I took it, it was awesome. And then I, I totally saw results on my blog for the podcast. So I, and you know, you can track via your blog, you can track where the traffic's coming from. And now it's almost like, almost like 90% of my traffic is from Pinterest, which is incredible. Like I'm like, Like, and my, my traffic to my blog increased like exponentially once I really got going with the whole Pinterest thing.
1: That is so amazing. I love to hear that. And, you know, your results are actually, you know, pretty typical for people that get started on Pinterest. It could take a month or a couple of months to really kind of get that traction going. But once you get it going, I mean, it's going to keep working for you for months and even years into the future um, with very little additional effort. And and so those are the results I love to hear. And it's really what people see if they actually put in the effort to get it set up right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like before I really saw like some results, and stuff like I feel like it took probably about like three months or so Um, but it was like so well worth it and like you said and we'll talk about this it's really cool you know there's like softwares and stuff that you can use you have to pay for them but they're not that expensive that pretty much like manually does a bunch of like the pinning for you you just set it and then you're done for like a week which is Awesome. So I want to get into that because I think that's like so crucial to like the whole process of like really getting Pinterest going. But why don't we start summer with kind of your experience, like how you got into doing this Pinterest thing, um, your story, because your story is really interesting, too, because I know you're kind of more in like the travel industry, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I was um, an online travel consultant. So I was planning um, honeymoons and destination weddings for couples, and I was doing my complete business online. And when I started, I really did not know where I was going to find clients. I, I really wanted to leverage the online space, and I knew I needed to get active on social media. And I really wanted to dive into one platform because I felt like if I devoted my time to one space, I could can really see the results versus trying to be everywhere. So I I had used Pinterest in my personal life, and I knew I enjoyed it. And I read this random article, you know, I don't even know where it was, but it was talking about using Pinterest for business. And I thought, well, that would be great if I could use this platform that I already enjoy and actually gain clients for my travel business from it. So I really dived in. I started blogging. I started creating images that I knew would do well on Pinterest. Um, really kept at it, and within a few months, kind of similar to your experience, I started receiving basically clients directly for my travel business from Pinterest. They were coming to my blog, they were filling out a form I had on my website, basically a work with me form, expressing their interest in me planning their travels for them. And they would fill that out. And I asked on it where they found me and they were all saying Pinterest. Mm. And um, I ran that business for a little over a year and a half, almost two years And over 75% of my clients came from Pinterest, um, just based on me taking a chance on the platform and, you know, kind of diving in and saying, yes, I'm going to make this work.
0: That's so cool. I love that. Um, And then you decided to kind of become like a Pinterest expert and then create your
1: course. Exactly. And I realized that I just love the marketing aspect of business. And I almost just love the marketing part of it even more than the the travel planning part that I was doing. And so I, I just knew the power it had had for my business. And, you know, coming from having zero clients and really no idea how to get them, I had found this one strategy that was really working. And so that's when I decided that I wanted to shift my focus and show other online business owners, bloggers, how they could do kind of a similar strategy with Pinterest for their business. So one of the things that I feel like
0: I see, you know, when I read articles on Pinterest or with your course or things like that, a lot of the focus is really on bloggers, like increasing traffic to their blog via Pinterest. But the thing is, is that, you know, my audience here specifically, they're not necessarily bloggers. Some are bloggers. And I think that information is valuable for them, of course. But most of the people that listen to this show are actually um, influencers in the YouTube space or maybe Instagram. Instagram, but YouTube especially. So mm-hmm. let's kind of dive right in and talk about how you would suggest YouTubers go about utilizing Pinterest to help generate more traffic. Sure.
1: So the thing about with you know Pinterest and going directly to YouTube, if somebody didn't really understand the platform, they would probably go to YouTube. You can actually pin one of your videos directly to Pinterest, but that is not going to be the optimal way to do it because what's going to happen when you pin a YouTube video directly to Pinterest is it's going to show up as a little horizontal video screen. Um, you have basically no control over what image is being shown there. Sometimes it's the thumbnail you pick, sometimes it's not. So in general, that's not going to do very well on Pinterest if you're just pitting directly from YouTube. What I would do is I would almost act as though my YouTube videos are like a blog post. And what I mean by that is I'm actually going to create a separate image that I'm going to make that's going to lead to that YouTube video. So just like if you think about a blog post that has has a a Pinterest optimized image on it. And and we can talk about what that means. Mm -hmm. But you know, a blog post that has an image that you're going to then pin to Pinterest, you would do the same thing for your YouTube video. But go ahead and pin that image directly to Pinterest, which you can do. And then be sure you're adding in the link directly to your video so that when people click through it, they're going to go directly to your video on your YouTube channel.
0: Oh, so okay. So I think there's a little bit of a misconception that people think that they have to have like a blog in order to like, you know, be able to use Pinterest. But you're saying that you can actually just directly create that pinnable image and link it directly to the actual video in YouTube.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I do think it's a great idea if you do have a blog that goes along and is, is leading people to your YouTube channel. I would definitely test that as well. Um, and, and have your image go to your blog first and then have them the chance to view the YouTube video. But I know you said a lot of people that, that you're talking with maybe do not have that blog. So mm-hmm. I, I do want to encourage that it is definitely possible and a viable option to do it linking directly to YouTube from Pinterest.
0: So, um, you mentioned about like that, that image, why specifically would not like kind of like pinning like a link to your video? Like you said, why would that just not look good?
1: Right. So if you were to go to YouTube and just try to pin that you're going to get that horizontal video image Mm -hmm. and In general, video is just not real popular on Pinterest yet. And maybe it will eventually, but when somebody sees the little horizontal video pins the the statistics right now show is that they're not real likely to go through and actually click through and watch that video. You're going to have a much better chance if you're creating an image that is more what people normally see on Pinterest. So it's going to be a vertical image. Um, It's going to have some text on it that tells them what they're going to see or what they're going to learn about when they click through it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have maybe some different images that also kind of help support that. But it's going to be more informative versus looking like a video that they're going to just click and watch right away.
0: Yeah, I know that's one of the things that you kind of talk about too a lot is that, you know. Pinterest kind of has, and like every platform kind of has its own aesthetics and its own rules. Like, you know, YouTube, it's got that YouTube thumbnail and there's like certain rules, like, you know, unspoken rules of like ways that you make your thumbnail stand out and pop and how it looks. Same thing with Instagram. It's like, it's its own platform that you have to kind of adjust, you know, whatever you're doing to make sure that those photos look good or the verbiage makes sense or whatever. Pinterest is no different. And I think Pinterest is even so most specific because, and we could talk a little bit about this right now. Like, you know, pinterest image that are like very pinnable are like the long vertical images they are really bright they have like different colors bright text and those are the ones that work good whereas like you said if you were to plop like your video or link it directly into pinterest like no one's going to click on it because they're not going to pinterest to watch videos they're going to pinterest to i don't know what they're going to Pinterest for like search for information things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no that's a great point. You're you're exactly right. They're not going to Pinterest to watch videos. It's mm-hmm. just not a natural thing that they're they're thinking about, but yeah, Pinterest the way I think about it and and I encourage people to think about it, it's almost like a search engine. People are going to go to Pinterest instead of Google. So like a different option um, instead of going to look for things on Google, you would go to Pinterest. So, you know, especially in the beauty space, there is so much availability of different topics that you could be covering on Pinterest that people are looking for. Beauty is a big um, niche on Pinterest. And, you know, you could be providing tutorials and and information and, you know, different, different suggestions and all sorts of information there that people are going to want to find. But it's just creating the pins that actually showcase that. So, you know, you've got to either have text on it that's going to tell people what they're going to get if they click through or what they're going to see or what they're going to to learn, So it's it's very big about the text and having that be very intriguing headline that's going to mm-hmm. encourage that person to actually click through versus if they just saw, you know, a great picture, they're not going to be as likely to click through. They might repin it, but they're not going to actually go through to your blog or to your YouTube channel.
0: Mm. And so say somebody has a video, maybe they're talking about uh, like a tutorial, you know, smoky eye tutorial for brown eyes, something like that. That's mm-hmm. like the topic of the video. What, what would you like to see in like a, a pin for that particular sure. video?
1: So I would actually try two different styles of pin for that and um of course because you are uploading these images directly to Pinterest you can try out as many different images as you would want to and link them all back to that video. So mm. one thing that I would try is I'd go with the traditional, like I was kind of talking about before, some kind of text on it that's going to tell them exactly what they're getting. So easy six step smoky eye tutorial, something mm. like that, you know, real straightforward, tells them exactly what they're getting. I'm probably going to include some kind of photo that shows what they're going to be learning. So having, having that image that, that supports the text, that you've got on there. And if they're going to a video, I may even consider having some kind of like the video play symbol on there Mm -hmm. so that they understand that if they're clicking through, they are going to actually see a video tutorial or or including the words video tutorial on there, or just some way to to show them that they are going to find a video. So That would be kind of one way I would try. Then the other way I would try, in the beauty space, um, there are going to be some pins where I'm actually... Going to make the text either a little less in the forefront or maybe even not use text at all. But for example, on the Smoky Eye tutorial, I might actually show six different images of the steps that you're going to take. You know, if it's a six-step tutorial and put those directly on the pin so that they can see the steps and I would number them, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe show the final result at the bottom. And, you know, I may go ahead and say, a smoky eye video tutorial on there, but it's not going to take up the whole pin on that one. That one I'm going to focus more on the the step by step images.
0: So that would almost be like a pin that I can see being shared a lot, and maybe expose your account to more and more people. But the goal wouldn't ultimately be to get people to click through because one that has all those beautiful images with step by step by step is such an informative uh, type of an image and a pin that I could see people just. Just like sharing and sharing and sharing and like, you know, it getting viral that way.
1: Right. And that's exactly right. And and that's, of course, going to benefit your Pinterest account as well. Mm-hmm. And when you have a pin go viral like that, it's going to automatically help out your other pins on your account as well. It's just kind of based on their algorithm and their formula that they have, it's going to benefit the other pins you have. So um, doing some pins where you're more focused on the, the going viral because of a, a great image and a great tutorial is also a strategy you can do and then focus other ones more on the actually getting the click through.
0: And I think that's a really good idea that you said that, you know, you can technically create a bunch of different images for the same video, because you Mm -hmm. can upload onto Pinterest, you know, a bunch of different images that maybe you can test out. And then it can all link to the same video. And I think that's a really great way, especially for people that are just starting out to kind of figure out like what works like in Pinterest
1: absolutely and you know sometimes you'll be absolutely surprised at one thing that you didn't think would work well and just takes off compared to another image that that just doesn't and I would go onto Pinterest and I would start typing in whatever category I my videos are around and what my content is around, mm-hmm. and start looking at other images that are doing well in your niche. Try to figure out, you know, what makes this uh, image that people keep repitting over and over again. What makes it a really powerful pin? And see if you can replicate some of those things on on your own ones that you're making.
0: Yeah, I think that's really great. And and with beauty, I feel like the opportunities are so this like limitless.
1: Absolutely. Beauty mm-hmm. is, is definitely one of the biggest categories on Pinterest. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely um, lots of opportunity there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, what software would you recommend for people to create their pins?
1: Sure. So I actually just use a free software called Canva. It's all website based. So you um, just go to canva.com and they actually have a Pinterest image template right on there. So you can click on it and it's going to bring up a blank template sized so that it looks good on Pinterest. And then you can go ahead and get started um, adding your text and you can upload photos and put it on there, whatever you need to do. It's pretty simple to use. Um, The other one I suggest is PicMonkey. And really, it does very similar things.
0: Yeah, I know my audience is very familiar with Canva and PicMonkey because I use them to create their their thumbnails on YouTube. Perfect. So it's a great, you know, everyone knows it. So I, I'm like you, Summer, I love Canva. I think Canva is mm-hmm. great. I like it because you can kind of create templates and use them again and again. So that's what I use to create my Pinterest. Um, and it's free. It's like awesome. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah, absolutely. Software. I
1: mean, I I don't find any reason to go out and purchase some design software, you know, unless that's what you're doing. Um, You can do great images on Canva. And like you said, it's free. So there's no reason not to use it.
0: So when you are um, creating kind of your Pinterest images and you're uploading them onto Pinterest, what should people keep in mind with like the whole description box? Is there like an SEO component to it when you're writing out like the title and the description and all that stuff?
1: Definitely. Yeah. So Pinterest has changed a little bit recently, and it used to be that you could see a real long description. So you could write, you know, several sentences and they're all going to show up on the platform. Well, they've changed it, and now you're only seeing a very small part of the description. So now more than ever, I really like to focus in on those keywords. Um, Really think about what keywords are you wanting to get found for, for your pin and for your video that it's linking to. And making sure you're including those at the very beginning of your description. So Hmm. sometimes I'll either write just a really keyword-rich one sentence, or other times I'll actually just try putting in the keywords and putting like a vertical line in between the keywords and testing out to see which one works better. I haven't found one specifically works better than the other, but just focusing in on the keywords is kind of the the thing to remember there.
0: So keywords are are definitely important to think about when you're putting in those descriptions.
1: Absolutely. And, and it goes back to how Pinterest is really a search engine. So mm-hmm. the majority of people are going to find your pins when they go to Pinterest and they search for something that they want to learn about. So you really want to think about what keywords would they be including in the search questions that they type in or the search keywords that they type in mm-hmm. um, to make sure your pins are getting found for those searches.
0: So say somebody just starting off with like Pinterest and they've been using it like personally, but they don't have like that many followers does having a lot of followers make a difference when it comes to getting your search uh your pins found i know you know i know in the youtube world everyone's always trying to get like subscribers more subscribers more subscribers because when you have more subscribers you kind of automatically get more views to your videos this is kind of how it works with pinterest is it kind of the similar thing like your goal is to kind of get more people following your account or does it not matter
1: So on Pinterest, um, you definitely are going to see better results as your followers go up. I think it's kind of natural on any platform that that that's just kind of a natural result. But the nice thing about Pinterest is you do not have to have a ton of followers to get the results. So for example, when I was running my travel business and getting all those clients through Pinterest, I never had more than 500 followers on my account. Okay, So that was not my focus at all. My focus was on creating high quality content content, high quality pins, um, making sure that they had the SEO keywords in there and they were getting found. And naturally, you're going to start getting followers. But at that point, you know, and there's strategies you can do to try to get more followers, but I really wouldn't make it your main focus. Um, When you're first getting started, you know, you might want to really focus on followers for the first 100 or 200 just to give yourself a nice start and kind of make yourself established. But I wouldn't make it my main focus. I'd focus on the other more important things.
0: That's good to know that you don't necessarily have to have a ton of followers. I think that's great.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh,
0: and so I think that's probably where SEO comes in pretty handy.
1: Right. I always just focused on the keywords and making sure I had a really high quality image that was intriguing to people. And I think that's what really got me the best results in the shortest amount of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You're So you're saying that really the success to Pinterest really comes down to those images
1: definitely the images are king and you know you've also got to remember it's i think it's over 80% of people are searching pinterest on their mobile devices so whether that be you know a tablet or a phone um so you've really got to think about that when you're creating the pins that it's going to be a very small pin that they're looking at and keeping that in mind so you've got the text is big enough it's easy to read your photo isn't too crazy complicated that they can't understand what's going on so just always keeping that in mind Um, about what size they're going to be viewing your content on.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so one of the kind of processes that you recommend doing is um, utilizing a few software programs kind of to help you pretty much like you said, like we talked about like setting and forget it, forgetting. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that would work?
1: Sure. So there's kind of two main software programs that people use with Pinterest. There's Tailwind, which is what I use, and then there's Board Booster. Um, There's definitely other ones as well, but those are the kind of the two main ones. And some people actually use them in combination together, which works really well if you really want to get real serious about your strategy and um, kind of include the the big benefits of both. So for Board Booster, one of the big benefits there is they have something called looping, and so it will actually take pins from your board and repin them back to your board again at different intervals of time. And so the benefit there is, is that it's continuing to pin your content out constantly to Pinterest. So it's going to be that much more likely to show up in somebody's Pinterest home feed or to get found in the search when you're continuing to pin it. But Board Booster does all of that for you. So basically you kind of get it all set up and then it's going to keep your pinning regular for you. Tailwind does kind of a similar thing. They don't have the automated pinning where it's going to do it all by itself, but you can easily go in, you can set up your schedule and it's once again going to pin these pins out for you. I normally go in and kind of do it every two weeks and make sure everything's set up and it's going to work for me for two weeks. And one of Tailwind's big benefits is they have something, they have really good analytics and then they also have something called Tailwind Tribes, which is really neat because you can actually create a tribe of of different people in your industry that create valuable content. And you can help each other share out your most valuable pins with each other. And so it's an easy way to always be getting new pins that you really like and work well for your boards, as well as getting your own content shared out by others.
0: Yeah, I personally, I use Tailwind. And I really like it. I mean, it's, um, it's great. And it's not that expensive. I think it's like, Ten or fifteen dollars a month. I don't even remember. But it's like, yeah, you basically go in there and you say, I want to pin all these different pins every day. And it just kind of automatically does it for you. And it it makes it really easy to just set it, set up your whole thing and then just kind of then you're done,
1: which I love yes I love it um, you know tailwind is what I use as well and I've used both with with past clients and, and tried different things out but I really like them they are an approved partner with Pinterest which means that mm-hmm. you know Pinterest says that yes we we like you doing this with our platform and, and they're approved by them so it makes me feel good that my pins are are definitely getting out there and and have the best chance of getting seen by people
0: yeah so for those of you who are like looking to like really get serious about your Pinterest I really would definitely recommend checking out tailwind and just kind of like playing around with it and checking it out because it's you know there is a a little bit of an investment to it but if you are looking to make it like a, a platform of yours a viable platform it's like So cheap compared to like what you get out of it. So I definitely recommend it. And I'll have the links in the description and all that. So you guys, you know, can check that out. Um, and then you mentioned a little bit about like the Talwin tribes, which reminded me what I wanted to ask you about was, um, talking about groups or groups. What is it? Um, not group boards, group boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely want to talk about group boards and how that's part of like an effective Pinterest strategy.
1: Sure. So group boards on Pinterest, just to kind of tell what they are to start with, it's going to be a board where multiple different pinners contribute to it. So normally it's going to be a group board around a specific topic. So there's recipe group boards and there's marketing group boards and there's going to be beauty group boards, right? So you do have to apply to the host of the group board to get into it. So basically what you do is you're going to find this group board that you want to be a part of, you're going to contact the person that runs the group board, normally by sending them an email requesting to be added to it, and they're going to add you to it and then at that point you're going to be able to add pins to this board. And the big benefit is is you're going to be able to pin, you know, your own content leading to your own videos or your own blog. And it's just another way to get your content in front of more people and leverage the followers of that group board so that maybe more people are going to see what you're doing versus just your own followers or the own people on your own news feed. So group boards, I will say that it always changes depending on kind of the different changes to the Pinterest algorithm. They're always mixing things up. So I've found that sometimes group boards work really well for my content and drive lots of traffic based on the analytics that I'm looking at, and then other times it seems like they're just, you know, not doing as much. But I do still think it's a smart strategy to try to get added to some group boards so that you do have that additional benefit just, you know, to hopefully help you out some more.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I've gotten some I think it's like mixed, but I feel like I've definitely gotten some traffic due to being part of group boards. But that's, in my opinion, that's where it does. That takes a little bit of work to kind of find the group boards and then reach out to them and and be a part of it. But I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's worth it. I mean, it took me some time to like find ones that were relevant to what I did, because I think the way to identify a group board is how do you identify if a board is a group board?
1: Right. So there's. I think currently on Pinterest, there is a little icon on the board and it's going to show several different pinners in this little circle that shows that it's a group board. Um, They're always changing their icons. So at one time, it was like two little people, you know, sitting beside each other, but you're going to see some kind of mark on it that's going to identify it as a group board. And, you know, I don't know how you found your group boards, but the two ways that I normally recommend is either just finding other people in your industry that are fairly big on Pinterest already and seeing what group boards they're a part of and seeing if they would be a good fit for you as well. Or there's a website called Pin Groupie and it's actually a database of group boards and you can search for them by category. And that's another way to find some that might work for your industry.
0: Yeah, I, um, I've i tried the Pin Groupie and I, I just feel like I didn't find anything. And then I did that other suggestion that you suggested where I just went to people that were pretty big in Pinterest. And I even think I even went to yours too. And, mm-hmm. people, and then I went down, I scrolled down and I looked and see... All the group boards that they are a part of, and then anything that was relevant, I reached out to them. And usually, on a group board, you'll be able to tell like who the owner is, and and a lot of times they'll have an email, or some of them will say, "This group, this group is closed. Like we're not accepting any new people." And then you're like, "Okay, well it's right. closed." Other times <laughs> right. you said, "Oh, you know, if you're interested, like here's an email." Sometimes you can kind of direct message them, but you can figure out like who the owner is. But that was the easiest way that I found is just going on to other people, people that were pretty big, people that were pretty influential in Pinterest and seeing the group boards that they're a part of.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And and like you said, some of the group boards are going to have a really helpful description that tells you exactly what you need to do if you want to join them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and others are not, like you said, but I definitely think the best way if it doesn't give a description or doesn't tell you what to do is to try to find the person, you know, you can find the person that hosts it, like you said, and then actually clicking through their profile and trying to find their website so that you can send them an email because people get so many notifications on Pinterest that most people that are popular on there or have a lot of followers, they're not going to be checking their message notifications necessarily. So I would go ahead and try to take that extra step to email them. Um, you're going to get be much more likely. Likely to get through that
0: way. Yeah. And I think I even had to email most of them people like two or three times, like, oh, hey, you know, just send you another email. I think after the third email, I'm like, okay,
1: that'll move right on. (laughs) Yes. Don't be afraid to follow up. That's exactly right. They know you're serious if you write them two emails. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And also, like, one other piece of advice that that I learned and that probably, you know, Summer can attest to is I, I would wait on the group boards until you've kind of like established your own kind of Pinterest page to make it really reflect like what you're doing. And it's not just like your personal page. And then you say, oh, I got to jump onto group boards before you even have any like relevant pins to what you're really wanting to to drive traffic to
1: yeah definitely because that person is likely going to click over to your profile and make sure that you're going to be a good fit for the group board and so they're going to want to know you know what is it that you do and, and when they look at your profile they're going to want to see that you've actually got board topics and and nice looking pins that relate to what what you say you're doing versus you know recipes or home decor just random stuff that that doesn't really relate to your business or what what it is that you're focused on
0: so do you have a few tips on on how to kind of set up your entire profile.
1: Sure, yeah. So some of the most important things when you set up your profile is, first of all, you know, just make sure you've got a really nice profile image that um, reflects you, reflects your business, if you're kind of the the face of the brand. I do suggest actually having a profile image of yourself versus a logo because it just makes it more personable and and easier to relate to. Um, One other really important section is your about section and your actual business name on your Pinterest profile What you want to do is once again include keywords there. And I know you've done this, Erica. So Mm -hmm. you've got, you know, whether it's your blog name or your personal name or your business name, whatever people know you as, um, making sure you add the keywords after that name because it not only shows that you're a professional, you're a business, um, it tells exactly what you do. And it also helps you to get found. In the search engine, do you know what you've got your set up as? I can't remember. Uh, I think I
0: set have mine set up
1: as a business, right? Is that what right, you're asking? As a, right. No, I was just asking your business name on Pinterest. Oh. How, do you know, I, I know you did something that looks really, really I, good.
0: I think I did. I'm going on to mine. Um, so I said, Erica Viera, YouTube expert, social media, Instagram, podcast. <laughs> I think I just yeah, put no, the words there. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine,
1: right? Because you've got your name, you've got what you do, and you've got your keywords. So yeah. that's really important. Um, that'd be a really great first step. Same thing, your about section, making sure you've got lots of keywords in your about section that tells what you do. And then in terms of your boards, um, if you currently are using Pinterest for kind of your personal pin board, it's a great idea to kind of do a clean up of your boards before you get ready to really promote it for your business or your your vlog or whatever you've got um, that you're promoting through it. So you want to go ahead and either change some of the boards to secret, which means that only you're going to see them Mm -hmm. if they don't fit with your brand, or you can actually go ahead and delete them if you don't want to use them. Um, You should know you may lose a few followers by deleting a board if that follower was only following that specific board. But you know if it's on some random topic that isn't related to your business anymore, anyway, I really wouldn't worry about it. So I would definitely go through and kind of get rid of the stuff you don't need. And then start creating boards based on those keywords, once again, that you want to be found for. So making sure your boards are really to the point and specific based on, on your industry.
0: Yeah, I remember I went in there because I had a bunch of stuff for like baby wedding, like (laughs) my dream hair color, like all those like personal because I love using Pinterest like from a personal perspective, but I didn't want to get rid of those boards because I, I still use them. So I just turned them into private.
1: Right. And, you know, people ask me a lot, they, they say, you know, do I need to have two Pinterest accounts? Should I have one personal and one business one? And, you know, I say you can, but from my personal experience, it's really hard to keep up with two Pinterest accounts. Mm -hmm. So personally, I would rather just have the one and kind of have the outward appearances of it be for my business. And then I can have all the secret private boards that I want to, and that's just for my own pins and no one else is going to see it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I did also. So, so that's really great advice on like the actual kind of your, your whole account setup. Um, okay. So I have a Facebook group and I threw out there that, you know, I'm interviewing a Pinterest expert, like some of your questions. So these are some of the questions that, that came in. Great. Um, so one question was, how do you build boards? This is kind of a broad question, but how do you build boards that welcome a bigger audience?
1: Okay. So I think kind of, on that question is what I would say is that you want to have some boards that are, first of all, directly related to your business. So whatever your topic is, you are going to have those boards that are real specific, real keyword centered, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all kind of what you do. But then you also want to go ahead and have a few other boards that speak more to kind of the aspirational ideas and the lifestyle of your ideal audience or ideal client. So for example, um, you know, maybe your ideal person is a, uh, person who travels a lot. They like to go out to eat. Um, they like to travel, go in different cultures. So you might have a travel abroad board, right? Or you might have a, um, favorite, you know, favorite restaurants board if you're more of a local business. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're going to have these other kind of what I call lifestyle boards that are going to attract that person that maybe doesn't specifically search for your specific business, but they're interested in the lifestyle that you're portraying and the aspirations that you're showing with your brand.
0: Yeah, I did exactly that, which is what you you recommended in the course. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell people kind of like an example. Of, and if you guys want to check it out, you can check out my account. Um, it's beauty vlogs, and I'll, I'll link it in the in the show notes, or you just search beauty in the vlog or Erica Vera, and I'll come up. But like, for example, like, I have a board, the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. And in there, I put all posts that are directly related to me and the podcast that like specifically drives traffic to my my website. And then I have how to start and grow a YouTube channel. So that one, I mix in posts, that are my own posts. And then I also mix in posts related to growing a YouTube channel that aren't necessarily mine, but they're obviously valuable to anybody that's looking to start and grow a YouTube channel. And then I do YouTube beauty and fashion. And then I do social media tips. And then I do Instagram and YouTube style. And then I did another board technology and tools for YouTubers. And then I had some fun ones like glitter, makeup and fashion. And then makeup storage and organization. So I'm just listing these off to give people... People like ideas and like kind of what summer said you know you you have the boards that are directly related to like your channel and all that but you also have ones that are related to the people like your audience that that you're targeting which you know if you're talking about beauty i mean you could you could talk about tons of different things like i even have a board that's like the cutest of all cutes it's like puppies and babies, you know, and I figured people that, you know, like YouTube, and uh, there are a lot of women, they love puppies and babies. You
1: know, so I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's perfect. So you can
0: get kind of creative and think like, you know, who's like, who's and I always I always, you know, talk about this in, in the podcast, like you want to find your niche and figure out who your your avatar is and that target person. And so what are other things that this target person is also interested in? And you can have fun and create different boards for that too.
1: Love it. Yeah, that those were some great examples. And that's exactly what I'm talking about having specific mm-hmm. boards as well as kind of the more like you said, uh, related to your audience. So that's great.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, some of these were already answered because like, do you really need to make a special photo or just go from your YouTube channel? The answer is yes, you do need to make a special right. photo. And that's Definitely. where it's going to take some work is you're going to have to actually sit there and make a Pinterest specific image for your video. That's right. where the other work work comes in. Um, this is a good question. So statistically, according to algorithms, uh, two questions. How many times a day should you pin? And what are the best times to post on Pinterest?
1: Sure. So what I like to do with Tailwind is it kind of figures that out for me, actually. So yeah, I love that. When you go, it's, yeah, it's amazing. When so you go cool. into Tailwind for the first time, um, you're going to go ahead and set up some pinning times during the day. And those are just going to be random when you get started. But once it kind of analyzes your account for about a week, it's actually going to suggest for you the very best times to be pinning for your specific account based on you know the the day data and algorithms that it's running behind the scenes. So that's one of the great things about using a scheduling program is it's going to basically tell you when your audience is the most active on Pinterest, um, when your pins are going to be the most likely to get seen. So I just follow what it tells me. I feel like it's got the data, it's got the technology to do that. I don't need to figure anything else out. But, you know, if you're getting started out and you don't have a scheduling program yet, I suggest just getting started by pinning a set of pins in the morning and a set of pins in the evening, just because that's kind of a doable type of routine. But the biggest thing is consistency. I mean, if you tell me that, you know, hey, I'm only going to pin once a day, one time a day, I'm going to say, okay, great, do that every single day for a month. And you're going to get better results than if you go on a pinning spree for a week and then stop, right? So it's all about just staying consistent.
0: Yeah, so staying consistent every single day. So I think that's really good advice, because like not everyone's going to get the Tailwind app, which I have the Tailwind, I love it, it figures out for you, like, what pins, you know, what time a day you should to pin and um i pin quite a bit i pin i think like 30 i think 30 times a day and i pin all kinds of things i pin my own like things from my website but i also pin things that can go onto all the different boards that i have so i pin makeup looks and fashion looks and all that stuff and that can make up all like 20 or 30 a day that you pin Right,
1: right. And that's perfect. Yeah, that that might be actually a question that some people might have, mm-hmm. and about what are you pitting? And and that's exactly right. You know, if you, once you have your own content, that you're ready to put on Pinterest, you definitely want to do a mix of your own pins and your own content and other people's content. Because if you only pin others, people's content, you know, they're never going to send traffic back to your YouTube channel or your blog. So making sure you are including your own stuff. But then also on the other side of it, not only pinning your own content, because that just looks super self promotional. Yeah, um, you know, no one's going to want to look at an account that has only your own stuff on it. So just <laughs> keeping kind of the the Pinterest user in mind when you're doing it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really true. And then also, like how many times a day, ideally, should people be pinning?
1: You know, I like the 30 times per day as a good starting point, um, you know, and it really depends on each person's account and each person's industry. Um, I suggest the 30 times a day if you really want to supercharge your account and really get going. Mm-hmm. Then, after a couple months, you can try to take it back a few notches. You know, maybe you try only 20 a day. See how that works for of, about a month. If it cuts your traffic dramatically, well, then bump it back up. Or you might see that you're getting the same amount of traffic by only doing 20 a day. Um, I've actually seen some accounts that can go as low as pinning 10 a day and still get the same benefit. So, you know, and some that are going to have to go higher than 30 a day. So you've really just got to test it and and it's going to be different for every single account, but 30 is a great starting point.
0: So if you're pinning say 30 times a day or 20 times a day or whatever, what percentage of those pins should be yours versus
1: not yours? So it really depends on how much content you have to push out. So somebody that has, you know, 50 to 100 blog posts or videos, they're going to be able to do uh, around a 50-50 split of Mm -hmm. their own content versus others' content. However, of course, I understand that if you have a lot less, maybe you're just getting started, you've only got five, um, you're not going to be able to do that 50-50 split if you want to do 30 pins per day, because I wouldn't want you to repin those same pins of yours over and over again. So I like to try to go for the 50 50 split. But Mm. I, you know, also do that based on how much content you've got.
0: Yeah. And most of the people listening to the show, they have a YouTube channel where they have plenty of videos of content. So don't think that you have to this only works with brand new content. What's great about Pinterest is that you can recycle your old content that's out there. So say you've been doing your channel for a year or two years, and you've got 50 videos or whatever, you can decide to take the time to actually create a pinnable image for each of those videos. And now you have, you know, 30, 40, 50, uh, images that you can start funneling into Pinterest.
1: Right, and you know the great thing is, is that it's actually beneficial if your images look similar to each other. So mm-hmm. once you've kind of created that image template to be used to send people to your YouTube videos, you're gonna actually just keep using that same template over and over again, and just making a few switches for each one. So maybe you switch out, you know, the title because you've got a different video you're sending it to. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you put a different background stock photo because it's on a different topic, Um, maybe you change one color or something, but in general, you want it to be on brand. So it's going to be super simple to create multiple images all at once, once you've taken the time to kind of get that template in place. That's
0: so true. I I totally forgot about that, that being the branding. And we talk about this for the YouTube channel, too. It's just so important to have the branding. And I feel like on Pinterest, once you kind of create like an identifiable brand with your own images, that just benefits you even more because people will start to recognize the font or, you know, kind of whatever structure you have going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you'll get people recognizing and be like, Oh, yeah, you know, I know who that's from just by seeing, like you said, um, the font or the mm-hmm. color or the layout or whatever it is that kind of identifies it as your as your template image.
0: And it just becomes easier to create all those images, too, because you're not starting over yes. every time.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so simple. I mean, yeah. I can make a new image for my personal blog, you know, in five minutes, yeah. because I've got template. So it's, it's definitely worth taking a little time to get that made from the start.
0: Totally. I have a template too, that I've kind of tinkered around with and now I'm like really liking it. And I just go in there and I change the text and I change the photo and then, but it's all like the template itself is all there. So it makes it so much easier. And in Canva, it'll save those templates for you. So you could just go in there and just alter them a little bit and then download them onto your computer.
1: Yes. So definitely. I mean, people can, especially since you're saying that most of the people already have lots of videos, that's the hardest part, having the content. Now all you've got to do is get those images made and start promoting on Pinterest.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's really great. And I, I think I'm just trying to think if there's any other questions. Um, do you have anything else that maybe we didn't touch on that you think is beneficial for people to know that are
1: just getting started? You know, I think that um, the main thing is just keeping your ideal audience and your ideal clients in mind. That's always what I go into remembering that your Pinterest account is no longer for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's really something that you're creating for those people that you want to bring into your business. And just keeping that in mind with everything you do, whether it be the images you're creating or the boards you're creating or your profile image or your about section, and just keeping in mind that person that you want to attract and making it all about them.
0: Totally. It's all about your audience. And, you know, just like a quick recap, because we talked about so many different things. Um, you know, so the first off is that, uh, Pinterest is a great way to bring traffic to your YouTube channel, but you would need to create very specific pins for each YouTube video. You can't just slap on your thumbnail. That's the other thing too that people are asking, you know, can you just use, say, the thumbnail image? But, the, but, but you want to create those vertical long pins interest looking type of images, whereas the thumbnail ones are more horizontal.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you don't want to upload your thumbnail like you really want to create a very specific interest worthy looking image. So you want to create an image for each of your videos and then you can upload those images and put the link um, and those images should kind of look alike. So you've got your branding and then when you put in your link then you put in the, the verbiage that is SEO friendly and like Summer said, keep that first sentence, the SEO words, pack those SEO words into that first sentence, right? You can even just kind of put the words in there if it's like yep. makeup or brown eyeshadow, something like that. Um, Absolutely. And then if you can look into Tailwind, which is a software that kind of helps you uh, pin, you know, you can automate all the pinning. If you don't decide to use the software, then like you said, pin maybe 10 or 15 times in the morning and then 10 or 15 times in the evening. And you pin, you create a bunch of different boards on your account. So then you Oh, this is one other thing that we forgot to mention, too, is um, I think it's a really good idea to follow people that that relate to what you're doing, because then you have a whole bunch of content that's not your own that you can repin to your boards.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I do from the start. You know, if I'm starting a new account, go and find the people that are already on Pinterest in your industry and and start following some of them and, and seeing what they're doing. And it gives you some great ideas as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. So then you're going to want to pin those images onto your boards. Some can be yours. Some could be other people's. Um, but like you said, some are, it's more important to consistently every day be pinning right?
1: Absolutely. The consistency, um, Pinterest really rewards that. So I definitely encourage that to be one of the very first things you start doing, even before you kind of optimize your account, just start getting active on the platform from Mm. the start. And that's really going to help you once you have your own content and pins to be sharing. Oh, that's interesting. So Pinterest will actually look at your actual activity. Absolutely. Yes. That is actually kind of part of their algorithm of Mm -hmm. how they decide what pins are shown. So your activity level definitely has an impact.
0: Oh, so so even if you're just pinning personally or whatever, that still Mm -hmm. have an impact on if, say, your your pins show up in search engines.
1: Right. So that's why definitely, you know, if you plan to take action on this information, I would say just go ahead and go in right now and, you know, pin 15 pins and keep doing that while you put those other steps in place to really optimize everything.
0: That's really, really great. All right. Well, I think we just I mean, full hour, chock full of information, but if people are wanting to kind of really dive deep and learn more, Summer, I know you have a class, you have a blog, like where can people find you and if they want more information?
1: Definitely. So um, you can find me on almost any social media platform or on my website. It is all under LadyBossLeague.com or LadyBossLeague on any of the social media channels. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. You can email me, find me on my website, and do, you know, be in touch. I'm happy to help support everybody. And I'm sure you're going to add a link to the course and um, provide all that info if they need to find out more info there. And that's really going to take you step by step on exactly how to do this.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was so helpful. I know this probably opened up like an entire whole new avenue for a lot of the people listening and they'll probably dive right in and, you know, start playing around with it and, and probably have some questions and all that. But um this would at least get people thinking about Pinterest as like a really viable platform.
1: Absolutely. And I love to hear that because it really works across all industries. Mm -hmm. So this is a perfect fit for your audience as well. I know.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Summer.
1: You're so welcome, Erica.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, Make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week.